Ave Maria, grazia plena, Dominus Tecum. back y'all to another episode of the red text podcast i'm your co-host rye aka the mestizo mystic and my name is volga i am volga Misente on instagram oh did i say i was on instagram oh well no it's okay oh well i'm on instagram y'all you should know that by now yeah (laughs) um i mean yeah you're you haven't been on instagram lately so how's that going so far Yo, it's so nice. You know, it's actually really funny. So like, even though I set the boundary with myself that I would limit myself to an hour of social media on the weekends, I still haven't even found myself making the time to go on social media. But I watch a lot of YouTube videos, both for leisure and education. And I didn't realize YouTube had basically their own version of TikTok called like YouTube Shorts. Yeah, Shorts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so YouTube's the only app on my phone that's like, quote unquote, social media. And like, even though I deleted everything else, I'll find myself like, doom scrolling through youtube shorts for that for that lack of dopamine from deleting everything else so it's like <laughs> I have to find a balance of like using youtube to actually watch videos and like noticing whether or not i'm scrolling forever on the fucking shorts which youtube shorts are so strange they are it's it feels like a like a um like another like the same world but another dimension it's kind of like it's a little bit off you know what i mean yeah has the same vibe but there's just something it's just like three degrees off there's something it's not as funny it's not as entertaining as tiktok you know what i mean yeah it's it's off-brand tiktok it really is it's like it's like walmart brand tiktok like they have everything you love except it's not the same right it's just it's just you know there's just n- the extra hemline is is gone you know it's, it's one i love it though because um the shorts that have been recommended to me and that are i guess i don't know if youtube uses the same algorithm because i'm getting a lot of weird shorts but i i found like this dietitian who i really like who really embraces like food from a holistic perspective and i've been like gathering recipes from her and then i've been following like other people who like cook and then i'm getting like comedy so it's really nice because like tiktok was like TikTok's algorithm is fucking insane. Like I know it listens even when the app is closed because I'll talk about something or I used to talk about shit and open the app and then something I was talking about 100% would pop up as a TikTok. Like that happens know. on Instagram too. It's wild. Oh, absolutely. And it's mm-hmm. so scary. Um, but yeah, it was, it's really cool because even though even though I find myself scrolling through YouTube shorts, uh, even if it's doom scrolling, it's like cooking videos or comedy videos. So it's still like a little bit of dopamine, but at least it's less... Um, it's less tailored than TikTok, which like I feel like was perpetuating so much just shit that I didn't need that I'm glad I deleted TikTok for. But mm. overall, my social media hiatus has been going fantastically. I, I've been replacing a lot of that time spent doom scrolling on those other apps with like reading for leisure, which is really nice because normally I'm so caught up with reading for school. I don't have time for leisurely reading, whereas now like I do because I've I've replaced that social media time with with other things. Um and and yeah it's just been really nice to be more present like i'm i'm slowly reintegrating getting back into a routine meditation practice which is something that i used to have and is really important to me and it's been nice to really begin to reengage with that um but overall well these last couple of days this last week has been fucking rough for me and and certain loved ones but uh other than all that's transpired in the last like 5 6 days i i don't have too much to complain about um but how are you I know I heard you told me about what happened and that I feel I, when you told me I felt so awful. So I know I, I understand why you were so upset because that's not nice. But anyway, um, I've been doing OK. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's been one of those weeks where it's just fine. Um, and it's nothing that has to do with like my personal life. It has to do with work. Mm. Um, I'm having some. Well, I did. It's more or less solved now, but I was having some things with my boss that I was kind of, um, I was just dealing with. It's just one of those things. 
Um, it had to do with pay. And um, that's never an easy conversation. It's never an easy conversation to whoever I'm talking to. It's a very easy conversation for me because I don't care. I don't, I, I don't ever feel comfortable about asking for more money. Um, but, as you should, or as you, as you shouldn't feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Because it's like you listen, I work in healthcare. So the bureaucracy of where money goes and where money stays is insane. Um, and how money is distributed. It's, it's absolutely, everyone is underpaid. I mean, I still, I compared to, I'm, I'm very, 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 very comfortable. Not very comfortable. I'm very blessed. Um, I'm not wealthy by any means, but you know, I have a degree and I make, I make a good living. Um, but even with that, we are severely underpaid because of what happened in the pandemic. Nothing really kept up with, you know, the economy. So, Mm -hmm. so I, I was going through some things. I went all the way up to my administrator. Like I've been talking to a lot of people in regards to my, to um, my pay, but that situation is has been put on the back burner for now. Um, so I feel okay. I've been I've been doing a lot of work, um, not necessarily magical work, but a lot of work for the podcast and social media and stuff. Um, I um, I don't know. There's there's something in me within the last week that's been really inspired to just keep myself really busy, like right now like i was or yesterday i was like editing like four videos uh, no three videos um two of them were for uh, for us and then one was for somebody else um because i might potentially be an editor for another content creator and i don't want to say who it is yet because it hasn't happened yet i just they like sent me like a um they sent me like a like a mock like video and like here edit this and how exciting I'm yeah so no, happy. I was... well I, I am happy for you regardless of the outcome and i'm proud of you so yeah i've been like really trying to like get into the groove of like getting a lot of work and like doing a lot of stuff and like being creative and like for some reason like now like i have my like my 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 work and like creative juices are really really i don't know gushing gushing flowing um cunting you know and then um me and francisco are supposed to be meeting this weekend talking about our collaboration for blasphemy so like i'm i'm like i have all of these hats on right now and it feels really good because like i'm getting a lot like i feel really really productive you know i'm getting a lot of stuff done like tonight i'm i'm um uploading the next episode (laughs) that is supposed to be published um, which would have been, yeah, it would have been published by now, which is Adrian's episode, the Satanism episode. Um, and I, I literally just did it. And then tonight I'm planning on literally uploading or, uh, downloading this episode and editing it tonight before I go to bed, just so I get it done. So I'm like getting into like a schedule, you know what I mean? I'm trying to get, fill my day with stuff that makes me feel really productive. The only thing is, is that I'm a little bit too productive Mm. and I'm not leaving room for anything else. So I'm not leaving room to sit at my altar. I'm not leaving room to read a book. Like the, the, the book that you just mentioned in the bonus episode that you just released, it's been sitting on my desk for the last two days and I still haven't even picked up the, I haven't read the first page because I just haven't Mm -hmm. had time, you know? So I need to find a balance. Um, but I feel really good in that aspect. Um, my work life is different. Like, it's just, I don't like to carry that with me when I leave, you know, it's, it's like, that's my, it's like totally separate part. Of Of course. Um, but, um, I am really excited about what we're going to talk about today because, um, a big part of why I'm so busy now is because of this podcast and a big part of what this podcast um is is rooted in one of our first episodes um from our first season which was actually technically our second episode but it's like labeled as bonus episode um and it's Miriam devotion which we had originally we had three hosts which was me you and burgundy and we had a guest um our friend ramona um, who was on, we're just talking about Marian devotion and Rye, we, you and I spoke about like possibly taking topics and episodes that we talked about in past season 
and revisiting them and see how yeah. they've changed and how maybe our opinions have changed. Maybe our practices have changed because in regards Experiences. to Mary, ex- exactly. Especially within Marian devotion and how I see Mary and how I work with Mary is very different from how I used to when I worked with Mary last year. Like mm-hmm. it's a totally different monster. So, um, so yeah, I'm really, really excited for this topic. I'm really excited too. And yeah, I'm really excited for this new series of revisiting prior topics in older episodes and old episodes. Like, you know, we we started this podcast not as experts or authorities, but rather to people, to friends, to practitioners that wanted to share our journey as it unfolds. And of course, with any journey, there's going to be transitions and changes and transformations. And as you just mentioned, Voga, our relationships and experiences and magical practices with Mary have evolved since we Mm -hmm. aired that initial episode with Burgundy and Ramona. And I'm also excited for it to just be the two of us. Of course, I wish Ramona and Burgundy could be here with us, but I feel that just the you and I discussing this will allow much more room for elaborating on uh, all that we have to share on reflecting and revisiting the topic of Mary and devotion, which I'm just so excited for this series in in general, because not only does it give us more excuses to get together and talk, but it, I, I think I've mentioned to you how my mind, I speak the way my mind works, which is very fast. And that oftentimes leads to me not being able to really process what's going on in my mind, because I need to hear myself talking about it out loud, which is usually either to you, a friend, or more often than not, my therapist. And so mm-hmm. all that to say with this revisitation series, it's going to be so much fun for me and for us to really talk about these things and for me to to reprocess and re to reflect on on how these things that we're going to talk about have evolved. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think that I I I think what I what what I'm really relieved with or the something that I'm really um relieved happened is that my my practice has changed so much. You know, I, I'm so happy that I did see a shift. I'm so happy that I did see some sort of change in how I practice and how I see Mary, how I pray to her, you know, and how I address her. You know, it's changed so much since since the last time we spoke about this. Because when I first, when we first talked about that, when that episode was first released, um, Marian devotion was very new to me. And when I say very new, I mean, less than a year, maybe like four, five, six months. Um, so it was very, very new. Um, and now it's not as new. I don't think that I, I in any way do I feel like I'm an expert in any way. Um, like a year and a half of Marian devotion is not nearly as much as a lot of people, especially folks who grew up Catholic. Um, so what I'm what I'm really happy is that, you know, I did something right because my practice has shifted so much since since the last time we spoke about this. Yeah, I feel very much the same. Um, and we'll get we'll get more into it as we talk about it. I resonate with and share a lot of the sentiment with what you just shared regarding just how the relationship with her has changed or at least grown and developed, not necessarily changed, but definitely grown um, and the ways in which I work with Mary or even just devotion. Like if I'm being real with myself, like a lot of my work with Mary is just that devotion. And I I oftentimes really pray the rosary and dedicate it to her when I'm asking for her intercession for like an emergency. Like I don't like to go to Mary for like very menial things. Is that the word? Mm. Menial? Like small? Menial. I want to say that's a word. I'm just, I'm just, I'm going to pretend that's a word. We're going to pretend it's a word. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Cause you know, you run to your mama when you need help with something, but it's just like her power is so vast and grand and magnificent that it almost feels not annoying, but I like, if I'm going to turn to someone who I know whose power is so great, I'm going to make sure that I'm like saving those asks for something important. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the past, since I do still see her as a mother, but in the past where it was really just seeing her as a mother, I could turn to for anything. And she has stated when she promised the rosary within her, I think 15 promises of the rosary that anything you ask will be granted by her. And I do still feel that you can work with her in that way. Like 
I I wanted to spend so much more time just devoting myself to her so that I knew that she would be there for me in my deep, dark times of need, whether I was praying on behalf of someone else for their intercession. Um, I'm sorry, whether I was praying for her intercession on behalf of someone else or for myself. And for me, again, for me, maybe you, maybe you listeners feel more comfortable going to her with every need that you have. And I totally validate that. That's completely valid. But for me, I, I find so much more comfort in just surrendering to her love and also working with her more so as a model of compassion and, and self-empowerment and turning to her for me in times of emergencies versus little needs. Because for me, I've learned in the last year that I have saints that are in my spiritual court that I can then turn to for those more mundane needs or more what may be constituted as smaller needs. And uh, I'm curious how any of this resonates or doesn't resonate with you, Voga. Um, I, I, it, a lot of, a lot of it does kind of connect with me because it's like, I, the aspect of Mary, the aspects of Mary that I work with, that I kind of focused on and really honed into have really shifted my perspective on who she was. Because when I first started working with, um, just, 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 you know, your basic devotional work, just praying every single day as much as I possibly could is mostly, it was a very motherly energy it still is it's very it's still very caring it's still very motherly um but through a lot of exploration through a lot of work through a lot of um devotional work through a lot of conversations through a lot of communion i i realized that mary was so much more than just like someone that you go to for help um she actually just kind of helps you um without you asking for her help in the first place um you don't actually need to ask for help at all like she for some reason already knows what the hell you need um she is a fierce protector obviously that's something that uh, that's that's one of the the biggest aspects in regards to mary that i carry with me um but the 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 thing that i have really held on to and I really carry with me when it comes to an aspect of Mary is the the vengeful Mary, the sad Mary, the, the, the angry Mary, right? The, the, the dark side of Mary, the Mary that, um, has been hurt is, 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 um, you know, a woman of her time, you know, uh, someone who has suffered, someone who has seen the ones that she loves die. Um, I really, really have home. I've really kind of, I've dove really deep into that side of, of who Mary is because that side of Mary is kind of ignored. I know people know it, it exists, um, but it's not necessarily something that people really like to, you know, kind of bring into their lives so often, you know what I mean? Because they, yeah. You know, it's it's a lot. Um, it's only when they need it, right? Like Our Lady of Sorrows is only um, asked to to intervene when you are also sorrowful, mm-hmm. right? But there are times where I need that dark aspect of Mary, that very extremely powerful, divine, feminine, dark energy that works really well with my magic. It works really, really well with my financial work, uh, my financial magic, my money magic. It works really, really well with my curse work sometimes it depends on what i'm asking um or what i'm getting done or you know what i'm doing um so you know aspects of mary has 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 um really uh shifted for me and then on the other side of that on the other side of the coin you know the lighter side of mary the brighter side of mary the glory of mary for me is someone that i've really ho- like uh, um the aspect of Mary that I've really like latched myself onto is the miraculous metal. The miraculous mm. metal is very important to me. And I, everyone I've said, I've told this story a million times. One of my favorites to hear. Yeah. Why the miraculous metal is so important to me is because the miraculous metal is how she showed herself to me for the first time. Um, even though that I feel like she showed to, she, she, she's um, shown herself to me through my family members, like through my mom and through my grandmother 
Um, it was a lot more subtle. It was much, much more like, hey, just let you know, I'm still paying attention to you until like I actually started working with her or asking her to like intervene. Um, totally. That's where she was just like, all right, this is what I was waiting for. Right. Um, so the miraculous metal is what I use for, you know, I, I, I use those things to imbue blessings onto myself. It's a very, very important amulet to me. I wear it as an earring every single day. I never take it off. Um, and, um, yeah, that, that aspect is, is, is absolutely stunning to me. And I use those two as kind of like, you know, two sides of the same coin. Mother Mary is the Our Lady of Sorrows and Mother Mary is the Miraculous Metal. Those are the two aspects of Mary. That, that's the duality that I work with. That is the, a very extreme duality, right? It's a continuum. I wouldn't even say, I mean, yes, duality, that's valid as well. But like, it's it's same, I don't like using entity when referring to Mary, but same spirit, same figure who works on a continuum. It's just a matter of what continuum are you looking to work at? Because I, I guess I'm struggling with accepting labeling it as duality because it's not just light or dark she's everything in between and as you were speaking i was kind of giggling because i I don't know if it's mary or just the fucking queer inside of me i want to use the word that's an alternative to cigarette but i don't want our podcast to get banned so uh i'm just gonna say queer um but the song i'm every woman by shaka khan and if none of y'all have ever heard this song before are you trying to say fag yeah we can say fag on here can we okay yeah yeah the fag and because i don't like gay but the fag in me is jumping out she's <laughs> she's here she's present i guess um, like, i can't believe you're apprehensive to say i was like what I don't are you know. talking I don't about know. i felt resistance i feel resistant you... anyways <laughs> listen 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 everyone listen to these lyrics of i'm every woman uh i'm not gonna try it i'm every woman it's, it's all, all in me, me. I can everything you want right now. Baby. Oh, we're on different places. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anything you want, them, baby. I do it naturally. Like, come on. That that is Mary speaking in that song. Are you fucking kidding me? And how you were saying how Mary can kind of just read what we're thinking or feeling or what's in our hearts. The lyric where it's like, I can read your thoughts right now. Everyone from A to Z. I can cast a spell of secrets. You can tell. Like that's a good point. I never like, actually really thought about it that way. That's like, I, I want to listen to that. I'm never going to hear it the same. I actually prefer. I love Shaka Khan, but I actually prefer Whitney's version more. Is that it's the just, original? Shaka Khan is original. Oh, Shaka Khan, but Whitney Houston's uh, is a cover. Mm-hmm. Okay, because when I was googling it, Whitney was coming up first, and I thought it was Shaka Khan who's original, but it is. Anyways, I digress. Yeah, Shaka Khan is is definitely the original. I think for sure. I'm. It's definitely because Whitney shouts shout uh does a shout out to shaka khan in her version of it so okay shaka khan is definitely- but um if none of y'all have ever heard i'm every woman go listen to it also how how did you do that how did you go your entire life without ever hearing that song it's iconic get on it grow up um but yes it is it is it is a wonderful i never really thought about that that's really interesting that'd be a really interesting um conversation actually to see what songs you can kind of see marion like mm. woman empowerment i don't know how many i don't know about you but how many how many beyonce songs do you find marion probably every single fucking one i've never even tried to reflect on that oh halo no i'm just kidding <laughs> lemonade oh i'm gonna re-listen to lemonade tonight specifically thinking of how mary shows up in each song or could be seen showing up in each song blow can you imagine how, how does do you, do you do you blow is like one of my favorite beyonce songs ever is that off lemonade no it's off Wait, beyonce you know i haven't listened to her self-titled album i i it, love that y'all album. are gonna want to like kill me but i i it was lemonade that got me actually into beyonce i was a very late beyonce stan oh my god really you don't even like b-day is that an album yeah it's the first one. Oh, see i've only up until lemonade i only ever heard like hit singles that were either popular on the radio or things like that so it was really lemonade was the first album from beyonce that i ever sat down and listened to and like realized how much i enjoy her you're a bad fag. No, no, no. Because Lady Gaga was who I stand from like 10 years old up until today. Gaga came out with you, came out when you were 10 years old? I think. I'm maybe, no, myself. maybe like, I think she started to blow up when I was maybe like 11 or 12. I'm throwing myself out the window. Oh, did that just age you to hear? Yeah, because she came out in like high school for me. Like, senior year i think she was like she that's when just dance came on like oh my god 2008 something like that oh i always forget how much older you are than me (laughs) 
Now I need I need to make sure that B Day was actually the first. Oh no, it's Dangerously in Love was the first one. Dumbass. B Day was the second one. I. It's funny. I don't know if it's like channeling Mary right now or if I'm just highly caffeinated. Um, but like <laughs> probably both. A little bit of both. Uh, just reflecting on these really powerful feminine figures in the music industry and their mm-hmm. music as well. And like, yeah. as we're talking about Mary, I'm just, I'm kind of just interjecting or projecting her into these songs and music by these artists and also seeing how these different women also embody like this continuum of Mary that we're talking about. Like, like I guess Mary never really was uh Mary Magdalene, I think could resonate a lot more with Lady Gaga. Whereas I think Beyonce could definitely bring out a lot of Marian energy as well. But well, um, I don't think that was necessarily on purpose. I think there's just, that's just a synchronicity that we just experienced just being part of this world. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think that they went out of the way. Obviously they're, they're, they're not going out of the way to, I, I don't necessarily think their, their albums are devoted to Mary in any way. Obviously that's, that, that'd be ridiculous, but I think it's a, a really interesting thing to, to associate music like that um, with a certain, cause there are hundreds of aspects of Mary that you can use, you know? So if maybe you can like attach a, a song that you really, really like that represents something really important to you to an aspect of Mary. Why not? Why fucking not? Why the fuck not? Music I use is Beyonce an invocation. I use Beyonce songs all the time for 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 my sex work, As for my you sex magic. Yeah, it's like my sex Stir magic is. Forward. Yeah, it's, it's like it just makes sense. You know what I mean? So, um, you know the the whole idea of a powerful woman. Yes, it's rooted in a lot of things. It's not just rooted in Christianity. Um, it's rooted in, in many different faiths and many, many different religions. Um, so yeah, synchronicities will always happen. You know, especially with these these people, especially us as being queer people. Um, who gravitate towards these artists mm-hmm. we're going to see those things as as something that you know that is what you know one to be admired um but yeah the the synchronicities between music and aspects of mary is a very interesting conversation i like that conversation 100 percent. and just see how like naturally it just came out like again part because i'm caffeinated and part like i i was feeling like really pulled to just bring that up and make that comparison um especially with the I'm every woman like that just it wouldn't stop playing in my head as you were talking about all the different aspects of Mary but um going off on a tangent from music uh Voka I would love to hear one or several ways in which your relationship devotion magic either one or all of those three have shifted transformed and or changed with Mary in your practice from the last episode up until now like what's one of the most salient and prevalent ways that has that has happened oh salient that's a good word i haven't used that word in a very long time we use it a lot at school and it's become like a new part of my regular vernacular i salient it's a it's a very very good word um so what is okay of the highest importance i think when it comes to my devotion and the way i work with mary is i am i i'm just so much braver like I'm so I'm so much more mm. unapologetic from from the from the person that I was then and the person that I am now. I'm just so much more courageous in what I do. I give myself so much more grace in all aspects of my life, in the way I dress, the way I look, the way I, you know, and the, okay, so I'm going to go a little bit into snaps, snaps all around. I'm going to go a little bit into my personal transformation within the last year cuz you know, my faith and my my craft was a, a, a very heavy influence by just just by the way that I look in front of you right now. Okay, if you go back to when we first started this, I was very I was about to say I was very cis het presenting. Oh, who ew. the fuck was I talk? Who the fuck? Who the fuck do I think I am? No, I was not. But I was very like boy. You know. Um, mm-hmm. I was very boy. I was very queer. I was very, I was, but I wasn't kunt, you know? Um, kunt. That's a K and like, ooh, with a unt. umlaut. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's umlaut. Yeah, yeah, it, has a, it has a, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> it's a kunt. Um, so I wasn't kunt. I was, I was, I was still queer. I was still very, well, I wasn't queer at the time because we, that transition happened for me too within the last You were just a little gay years. boy. I was a little gay boy. Um, and I think with the, with, you know, really 
navigating those liminal spaces constantly all the time and like putting myself and choosing my choosing to be in those liminal spaces i gained a lot of freedom in those spaces i gained a lot of grace i gave i gave myself so much more than i than i ever thought that i deserved and i started to realize it's like you can do so much more for yourself like a lot of the things that don't give you confidence, you have control over. This is just me personally, okay? I'm not I'm not speaking for every everybody. A lot of the things that never gave me confidence, I just didn't have confidence because I just didn't do anything about it. I just kind of sat on my ass or sat on my sat on my hands and just didn't do anything about it. I was like, you can go out every single day or not every single day. I'm not I don't look like this at work. But like you can you can look like this anytime you goddamn want and just do it and see how you feel. Gradually, I shifted into this identity. I shifted into this person that you see in front of you um, who wants to show up a certain way. And the reason why is because I showed up honestly to my altar, you know, and I also wanted to show mm. up as my, my, my true authentic self as much as I possibly could because for a very long time, I had to apologize for it. I had to put that, I had to put that somewhere else. I had to keep it in the closet. I had to keep it under the bed. No one, no one has to see it, you know? Like compartmentalizing it. Mm -hmm. And now I, I, I'm at a point where I look like this. I look like Voga, even with the people who call me Fonzie, you know, I, 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 I do this. I glam up. Yeah. I, 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 I wear the wigs. I wear the skirts. I wear the, the flared pants. I wear the heels. You know, I, I, I incorporate everything that I am now into everything that I choose it should be. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't, mm. I don't, I don't, um, I'm not scared anymore. I'm not, I, 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 I've just given myself so much more freedom and so much more courage just from the way that I've worked with Mary. Mary has given me a lot of courage and freedom and mm. an immense amount of grace. Um, so yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I feel so much warmth in my heart right now and just like like snapping my fingers in agreement and heavily resonating with what you're sharing. And I'm just, I'm so privileged and honored to not only have this platform with you and to co-create with you, but to bear witness to the ways in which both of us are evolving, but to be so honored to see you evolve in the way that you are and continue to do so because i don't Thank get to you. see you every day you're in la and i'm in san francisco so we only really get to kiki if we facetime or are creating for the podcast and it's just it it's so beautiful to get to to be bearing witness to that since i don't get to be with you 24 7 although you Thank probably you. i think we'd get tired of each other very very quickly if we were around each other 24 <laughs> 7 so maybe that's a good thing well you know you would be you would be you'd be fine because i don't i don't deal with anyone anyone 24 7 like there's no i can't i'm not one of those people mm -hmm. like my 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 time by myself is very valuable to me so um you'll be fine um if you ever end up moving to la we'll be fine nothing's going to I, i'm probably like rye you and i are not hanging out for like a week because i'm just sick and you know I'll, I, I tell my friends that all the time i would respect that i mean yeah. i would feel the same way i would hope yeah. that you that would be respected and reciprocated if it was the opposite yeah. way but so. i i want to echo exactly what the fuck you said because i feel the exact same way about myself <laughs> i'm just kidding i feel the same way about you i, you I conceded cunt <laughs> <laughs> um the 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 transfer me i mean the work that you have done within the last year and a half that we've I mean, a year and a half? Yeah, a year and a half, whatever. Jesus Christ. year and a half of us doing this podcast, especially with your devotional work, you going through your consecration, you becoming an ordained minister. There's all of these things that you have done to grow in your practice with the hardships that you've dealt with this this last year. Mm. Your, your devotional work, obviously, it it feeds into that and you know it feeds into each other so that's what i'm saying it's like the growth that we both experienced the the growth that we both endured was not an accident mm -hmm. it was because of what we did we did the fucking work you know and a big part of it was because mary was there she gave me the permission to do it you know she gave me the permission to to show up the way i wanted to um, and she gave us the permission to be on this platform to say whatever the fuck we wanted. We we gave ourselves this this that's why I'm saying like say fag all you want. This is ours. 
we we get to say what we want here because it's ours we owned it and the reason why we do it's because of her you know i mean it's not the only reason mm-hmm. why we do it it's because she's a big component of what we do you know absolutely it's a it's probably the biggest part of my practice yeah. you know so it's not something that's easily ignored mm-hmm. um but yeah the growth that we've had that's probably the thing that i see sh- with the devotional work that I've been working on or I've worked on within the last year, that's, it's the shift. I've, I think we've both become ex- much more well-versed. We've become much more, um, articulate. Um, the, the amount of knowledge that we've gained just from having the platform and within our devotional work and also within our craft has, has manifested into what we're doing now. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, Something that was coming to the forefront of my mind as you were sharing that is um, thinking about the community that we've simultaneously become a part of as well as have co-created for ourselves and that other people are becoming a part of, which is our intention. And it makes me so happy to see people engaging with us and the the podcast and the platform, be it on Instagram or those who contribute funds um through patreon which we are very very like so appreciative of Mm -hmm. um but the book you were mentioning earlier in the episode for all y'all who aren't patreons i have started reading and engaging with this book called queers the word which is a 40-day devotional for lgbtq plus christians which engages with viewing the bible and scripture through a queer lens both queer in terms of gender identity and sexual identity and a trans lens and all that good stuff and I think on right now, I'm on day four or five, even though I haven't been keeping up with it every single day consecutively, like I pick up where I left off. But on one of the days that I previously was going through, it was talking about how God is community. And, you know, again, God has no gender. I love to say God is trans because God, even if you look at the fucking catechism of the Catholic Church, even though it says that we refer to God as father or as he, that God is innately has no gender so god is trans y'all jesus i believe jesus was trans and is trans but aside from all that um connecting through mary to the rosary and i remember years ago praying and doing sigil magic when i used to be heavy 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 on sigils which i still am today just not as much as the past of of doing workings to attract like-minded um and diverse like spiritual practitioners as as friends and chosen family and here we are, here you and I are, Voga, face-to-face on camera, yet we've, in, we've with intention, built this community that continues to foster and grow. And I just want to shout out everyone who has shouted us out and has hosted us as guests on other platforms, mm-hmm. like um, Frankie. Um, Olivia. Oh my God. I'm Corey. sorry, sorry. Uh, Frankie's, what's Frankie's handle? Um, Chaotic Witch on? Yeah, thank you, Frankie Chaotic Witch on, or Olivia, uh, the Witch of Wanderlust, um, Marshall and Austin, Banix Bramble, and, and the, um, what's Marshall's handle? Uh, Witch of Southern Light. Witch of Southern Light. Like everyone, especially those of y'all, and really all those that I just mentioned who have crazy giant platforms, like y'all are helping us expand our community and create and foster community yep. and attract those who, need our show and need our content not again that we are teachers or masters or experts in any way shape or form but we are creating what we felt lacking in the folk catholic folk christian community and not even just folk christians and folk catholics in the catholic and christian community because community is god and we are fostering community (laughs) and empowerment and um amen and to reflect on how thank you and to reflect on how mary ties into that mary to me and for billions of catholics and christians worldwide is the epitome of compassion and love and love is where god is found where there is love there is god and vice versa and without a loving community which contains diversity and conflicting opinions don't let community fool you into thinking that everyone must be like-minded and share the same opinion because that is wrong um that's that's fostering god and finding god within us through finding god in others and and fostering that and it's just so fucking beautiful and i'm just so happy to be a part of it all as someone who grew up never feeling like i belonged or or becoming parts of different groups of friends or clubs but ending up always being or feeling exiled or not chosen like it is incredible to be able to feel and know that i got to co-create and continue to foster this community with you voga and it's 
because of Mary. Like when I began praying the rosary after reading Way of the Rose, which is all about finding the divine feminine, however that fits for you. But for me, it, it ended up being Mary and La Santa Muerte. Um, like Mary has just been such a model for me of how to be compassionate and loving, even in times when you're going through emotions such as, uh, or I guess depression is more of a state than an emotion, but going through flows like depression and anxiety, or even emotions like anger and rage and using that to motivate you to, or motivate me at least to be more loving and compassionate in ways that still honor your sacred rage, which I love that term. I, I claim it because I don't know anyone else that has created that term. Um, my therapist told me I should copyright it, which I probably Yeah, should. I love that. Uh, but rage is that. sacred. Rage is holy. That's something I shared with my cohort this weekend in one of my classes because we were discussing matters that was bringing up rage within us. And I fully acknowledge and honor rage as a sacred and holy emotion. Um, but where I was going with that was that Mary also models to me what love looks like because you can be rageful but right. still be loving. Like I can still hold my peace if someone says some bullshit to me, but I can also still say fuck you and walk away without letting whatever they did or say linger within me. And that to me is love. Mm. Loving myself through standing up for myself as well as loving myself by not carrying that interaction with me afterwards. And that's where I find rage and anger to be holy. Mm. And mm -hmm. I... I, I all that to say, Mary taught me that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Everything that you said was, was fucking spot on. Also, um, I just want to kind of piggyback what you said in regards to community and also bring in what I said about how Mary has brought, brought me courage or has granted me courage or has taught me how to be more courageous and brave. The reason why that happened is because Mary brought me my friends my friends taught me how to be brave mm. or it's only because like I feel safe around my friends. Mm -hmm. Mary brought me friends that I feel safe around, you know, so I get to be brave. I get to be brave because I know that I'm not going to be judged for being who I am, you know? And that was through, you know, a lot of, a lot of work went into the relationships I have, you know, I've, you know, it's something that I say all the time. Every cult, every relationship that you have is cultivated. It's most of the relationships that you have are, usually not accidents, you know, they, they, they happen for a reason. And the reason why is because you did the work to have that relationship. Yes. Um, so, um, you know, she was the, she was the initiate. She was the one who brought me those people who was like, here, this is, this is, this is who you need right now. Um, you know, she has given me a, a safe place to, to, to be me, you know, and it's, um, it's because of the community that we've, like, like what you said, the community that we have fostered um, and the community that we have cultivated here is my favorite part of why we do this. It's you guys, the, our audience. The reason why we sit down, Ryan and I sit down every week to talk about things is so that we can share what we, what we do and what we, what we um, experience with you. The reason why the, the podcast exists is because of our audience. Um, and we're very grateful for that. And I also am very, very, um, fir a firm believer that Mary brought you guys to us, um, because this could have failed. <laughs> this podcast could have been, a, a an immense failure. Um, but it wasn't, it was an, it, it was a substantial, substantial, um, it is now a substantial part of my life. It is, it is, and it is wild, wildly successful in my eyes. Like there are definitely bigger podcasts than us, but you know, the success that the podcast has been able to experience wasn't an accident. It wasn't, it wasn't like, this has probably been the biggest synchronicity, this and starting training as a therapist, um, because that has led to a lot of my growth, which I also attribute to Mary for leading me to school here. Um, or where I'm going, I mean, but like, this is one, this is what a miracle is to me. It's not just the parting of the Red Sea or like the, the, like Jesus turning, um, what was it? Water into wine. <laughs> not me almost forgetting one of the most common miracles known in the Bible. Uh, but miracles like this of us all coming together and finding each other and being able to foster that love and community to me, which is God. And um, I remember there was a moment this last weekend, I was just in school where uh, we're in these different uh, three sections of a class that are all focusing on group dynamics and particularly what was going in, 
what is going on in my group is is really really emotionally and challenging heavy content and at one point one of my peers suggested that we hug one another and i remember i will never forget this we were hugging i was actually hugging my peer who recommended that we get up and hug one another um and as we were hugging and and in that loving embrace i heard which not just in my head but like literally felt and heard within my heart which was strange um just the words christ is here and that's just been echoing ever since that happened because as i was exchanging hugs with other peers like it was just reverberating that christ is here oh, christ wow. is here like that that community that i'm fostering at school with these other therapists in training who i consider and feel are both classmates and friends and family um shout out to all y'all i just recently shared this podcast in my huge whatsapp group that contains oh yeah everyone hi everybody school. Voga says hi. My name is Voga. Hi, 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 Rise classmates. Hi, how, how you doing? And so shout out to all y'all because Mary led me to y'all and y'all have helped me evolve and transform so fucking much. Every fucking school weekend, I just see myself shifting and shifting and growing and growing. But just all that to say, that experience of when we were exchanging hugs and I heard in my heart and head and I knew it wasn't me like with those thoughts, it was coming from somewhere divine. Just those words, oh, Christ is coming. <laughs> um, oh, God. I haven't shared that part of myself with my classmates yet, so <laughs> that's going to be fun. Mm. But, but yeah, Christ is here. And and I feel that every time we talk and interact, Voga, that Christ is here. And, oh, God, Mary's just so fucking powerful and amazing. I think a lot of things are here. <laughs> when we sit and talk, there's a lot of things going on at the same time. Yeah, you know? mania, definitely. For sure. Queer, queer mania <laughs> is a given. Um, but at the same time, it's like, they're, 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 like I said, like I keep saying, none of this was an accident. Um, we, when we sit together, we do create, we, we create a sacred space. I mean, we are over 300 miles away from each other, but we do create, when we come together onto this online space, we create an altar and um, we, yeah, we create this devotional space for us, right? And for the community. Um, and so, you know, those those currents are always constantly working. And I think that's the reason why so many people are finding us so, um, so enlightening is because we have such a heavy, everything is so heavily weighted on Mary. Everything is so, everything is rooted in Mary and the way that she experienced life and how she helps us experience life right? Um, we, the person that Mary is transcends all of this, right? But it also infuses all of the, all of her magic, all of her power is kind of, it leaves like a, like a, I was going to say residue, but that's not the right word. <laughs> it leaves a trace, you know, it leaves, it leaves, it leaves, you know, it leaves magic behind. And I think that's what we're experiencing is, you know, with the ebbs and flows of the magic that we, I mean, you know, the magic that you and I perform are definitely very different. Right. Um, but they all come together, right. They all come together mm -hmm. in some really harmonious synchronized way. And, um, it just fucking works. It just fucking works. And that's the reason why I, 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 I have such a, I have such a, a limitless reverence for Mary, yeah. um, going into when we were going, when we first started, started the podcast, we, we, Rye and I were, um, attempting to perform, um, a consecration, um, to Mary that Rye, Rye, did I call you Ryan again? I, I don't think so, but I'll, I'll catch it in post-production. I'm losing my mind. Um, Rye, this is where we start. At the beginning of this, this podcast, I remember Ryan and I attempting to actually do a consecration to Mary through Jesus. Um, like they recommended a book to me. I bought it. I never ended up doing it because, um, that's right. I don't even remember why. I don't remember why I didn't do it, but there, there, there could have been a million reasons why I could have been getting, I could have been with trade at the time. I don't know. Um, but, uh, Ryan ended up doing it. And mm -hmm. something that I really wanted to incorporate into this, and this is something that I actually haven't told you yet. And I was actually going to tell you in the post, the post show, but now I'm going to say now because I brought it up. It was spicy. Um, 
we have 39 days uh, from where the day the the day of this recording is we have 39 days until easter okay we're in the middle of lent right now um we have 39 days till easter and which is really interesting because you're doing a 40 day um the queer of the you released that episode today and there there are 39 days left so your last will actually land either the day of easter or the day after that was not my intention but that's a beautiful little synchronicity yeah i i did the i i was like wait oh Uh, not you doing math mm -hmm. i counted backwards it's crazy from 40 oh my god Um, the growth (laughs) (laughs) i i didn't even count i looked it up I just how many days till Easter? And oh, <laughs> man! Uh, I was giving you the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Don't do that. Why would you do that? Um, so there's something that I actually wanted to do that was um, devoted to. Mar- it's my own little consecration that I want to do for Mary for Easter. Whoops! Oh, is your vibrator going off? Yeah, it shoots off sometimes. <laughs> um, it's like my own little marian consecration that i'm going to do for easter that i'm going to perform myself within the next 39 days um and at the on easter i'm going to i'm going to follow your example and i'm going to um, apply to become an ordained minister oh my gosh (laughs) because on easter i actually want to like become a a minister so i can perform i want to perform death rites um (laughs) um, but you know because i have such a such a um such a um heavy devotional or i have such a heavy devotion to our lady of sorrows easter is like one of my it that's like my holiday (laughs) that's like that's like our lady of sorrows time to shine you know what i mean oh yeah so the i i wanted to integrate like this part of my growth in my practice to actually start providing not just magical services to people but religious services to people fuck yeah so that's the next step in my in my in my um practice um is becoming ordained um but a really big part of it is because i want to perform those death rites that sounds very strange but being able to do that sounds so to be part of that transition is something that is so up my alley. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. And there's a lot of things up her alley, y'all. I know. Have you ever thrown a toothpick into a volcano? It's like that. Um, <laughs> so I'm just kidding. I'm not a bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that feels like. We're talking. You're talking. You're talking to the wrong faggot. I'm not Francisco. A strict Anyways. top here. Hmm? I said just a strict top here. Hmm. Hmm. No one's putting anything in me. Um. Anyways, so that's kind of like where I feel like she's guiding me now is I am in I am in in a constant like state of growth. Like I never stop. Like I can't like it it's always growing. Uh and it it never ends. Like it never fucking ends. Like I always feel like I have to be changing and shifting all the time. Now that I've like experienced the growth and the change that I've experienced now. Oh yeah. I just want it to keep going. Like I don't want to stop. Like I want to find my final form, which I know will never happen, but I want to constantly find that person, you know? I love that you shared that because I feel the same way, like both spiritually and like, as I'm experiencing through, through grad school and training as a therapist, like, emotionally and psychologically like anytime i notice stagnation starting to happen now i'm irritated i lose my mind i lose my mind and then i mean for me it's like i dive into that i'm like what is this irritation or anger or whatever this emotion's happening what is it trying to tell me where is it trying to lead me and then but with stagnation in particular i'm like okay if i'm feeling like bored or stuck i know there's something that needs to be done because it it's not going to stay this way and it can't stay this way because I refuse to remain stagnant unless it's like taking a pause to rest and recuperate and rejuvenate. Mm. I refuse to remain stagnant. Like I just, that was how you phrased it was beautiful. Voga, like just that, that need and, and desire to continue growing and growing and growing until we reach that. To me, the final form is death because we won't know what our final form after death is until it happens. It may be being born into another life. It may be reunification with the divine. Who fucking knows? But growing as much as humanly and spiritually possible, given the lifetime and amount of time on this planet that we are born into. I'm just done sitting on my hands. Like I'm just finished staying put, waiting for things to happen. 
Yeah. I'm done with it. Yeah. Like I'm, I, I, nothing ever happened to me whenever I stood still, waited for things to happen. But when I started actually doing something, shit fucking happened. You know, this is the hardest I've ever worked, but this is the happiest I've ever been. Right. Right. So that is, that is proof that, you know, what I'm doing is right. You know, what I'm doing is correct. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, if y'all have, haven't listened to, um, when we were on Southern Bramble, I implore you to do so because that was a wonderful conversation. There was a there was a point where Austin asked asked us like, why do it? You know, why why do you do this if um, like there are so many aspects of Christianity that are so damaging? Why do you do it? And I said, I don't feel like I have a choice. And they also asked us like. I forgot how they phrased it, but it was like, how do you know, or something along the lines of like, no, it was still the same question. Like, why do you do it? The reason why I do it is because it works. You know, I, I continue to do it because it works. It, mm-hmm. everything that I do works. Well, not everything. Like there, are, you know, obviously I'm there, there, there are parts where, you know, I have to work on, but in, you know, the big picture, everything works. Like it, 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 the, the, the things that I'm doing, the, like I'm not feeling enlightened and I'm not feeling happy and I'm not feeling complete and safe because I'm doing something wrong. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, and there's no way of me to prove that. It's just the only way I know things are working is because I'm happy. You know, I'm, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm living a really good life right now. I'm surrounded by so many people that really care about me. I've always been surrounded by people that care about me, but like now my chosen family is so much more diverse, you know? Um, so yeah, it's like, if you don't feel that way, you need to keep looking, you know? And even when you start, start feeling that way, you don't stop looking. There's so much more for you to find. And a really good way to help find that is through Mary, because she's the one who helped me find it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I um one last thing I want to share because I, I know we're we're coming up on an hour here. Um, one thing I want to share was a theological viewpoint for me that has shifted mm. a lot since my beginning of my relationship with Mary. Yeah. I used to see her as the divine feminine, and I don't anymore. And I'm going to explain why. Mm. I had an interesting conversation with my brother who um, is much more theological. He you know he is very devoutly Catholic as well, but left the institution like he was in seminary. Um, going to take vows to become a monk, but ended up leaving for his own personal reasons. Um, but he's the one I turned to for deep theological discussions as someone that was in seminary. And um, he had said something. And at first I had to re- like recognize the resistance that was coming up in, in me regarding it. And like regarding Mary as not divine, but human. And, you know, she wasn't divine. She was a human who lived a human life, who gave birth to divinity. And the reason I find even more inspiration in that is that God chose a woman, a regular old person, human, woman, to carry the creator, to carry the divine. And that just, to me, shows how any of us, woman or womb-bearing or otherwise, can carry the divine within us and give birth to it. Because I don't believe that you have to have a uterus or a womb to to spiritually give birth in this sense, um, or even to physically give birth, but that's diving into something else. Um But yeah, where I used to see Mary as the archetype and even as the divine feminine herself, I now see her and can understand why others may refer to her as Saint Mary, because she was human, just like all the other saints that lived were human, but they were able to tap into and become one with and embody that divine energy. And if other humans can do that, why can't we? Because sometimes I feel like we can get so lost, or I'm generalizing, but I feel like I can get lost in looking to divinity and gods and goddesses um but finding it difficult to relate because they are gods and goddesses whereas mary was a human i'm for the most part <laughs> i think human and and <laughs> that's to, up for debate that, that's up for debate and i think for you too uh definitely 100 but yeah just just seeing mary as human and recognizing her as such just makes her i'm sorry one second sorry my partner's dog was like just excitedly tip tapping her claws on the floor. I know so I heard it was really cute. Um, where did I leave off? Um, viewing Mary as 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 human and in her humanity has served to be so much more inspiring to me 
than trying to view her as such some divine figure because it almost felt like there was a distance being created or I was creating a distance between me and Mary. Whereas when I start seeing her as human, just as human as I am and experiencing the full range of humans and the life of humanity, um, I felt an even deeper sense of connection. Um, Yeah, that's all. Just that theological switch. Well, I, I mean, just to put it into words, Mary wasn't the miracle. She was the vessel of the miracle. Mm. So Mary is the vessel to all of our miracles. You know, she brings the miracles to us. She's the vessel to the, the miracles that are my friends. She is the vessel of the miracles that is my queerness. She is the vessel of the miracles that is my magic. She is the bearer of a miracle. So if you want to actually take your, your, you know, your, your theology and saying that she bore divinity, she bore the miracle, right? She was the bearer of the miracle. So she is the vessel. So act accordingly, act, you know, treat her as if she was carrying everything that you needed and she's waiting to give it to you. Yeah. Everything that you find as mir- miraculous, mm-hmm. she's always been carrying it and she's waiting for you to take it. Oh, ooh, actually, you bringing this up just made me realize another point that I really wanted to bring in and almost forgot is that my relationship with Mary has also transformed in the way that I use her. I'm sorry, I don't like saying I use Mary. Um, I'm not going to dive into that discussion as to why, but I, I love working and devoting myself to Mary because for me, she is the gateway to the miraculous, as you were saying, Voga, that she's the vessel. She contains it all and is the gateway to it all. So I feel so much more comfortable trying to engage in relationships with other spirits like angels and archangels or saints or whatever it may be, whether it's in mm-hmm. the Catholic pantheon or otherwise, because Mary helps to intercede and bring those things to me versus me trying to engage one-on-one with those other things, which is totally plausible and valid if that's what someone seeks to do. But knowing that Mary is a gateway and what's the word I'm looking for? Like I I can discern for myself, but knowing that there's an extra layer of discernment through my mother figure spirit that is the Virgin Mary to help me figure out what it is that I need and then help act as the gateway to those things, again, saints, angels, and otherwise, is is really great. And and I I firmly, firmly and highly recommend that anyone who wants to work with saints or angels or anything particularly within like the Catholic Christian pantheon of spirits and energies to work with Mary as a gateway to those things, because one building a relationship with Mary is extremely simple. I I'm, I'm struggling to think of situations in which that might not be the case, but for the most part, building a relationship with her is simple because she's just waiting there for you to, to ask for help. And then because Mary is queen of earth, queen of heaven, empress of hell, queen of all the archangels and angels, queen of all the saints, she can help guide you to each and every one of those things. And I've mentioned this before and probably in that prior episode of Mary Devotion that who's going to say no to mama? Like if mm-hmm. you're asking Mary for help to then interact with an angel or saint, maybe they might be reluctant, but like or maybe they just might not show up as prominently if they like actually want to help you versus not wanting to help you. Um, but Mary will help you. And if Mary determines that one of those saints or an- angelic figures or beings is not meant for you, more often than not, she's going to help guide you to the source that is going to be of help and service to you. Absolutely. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, we're thinking, thinking of Mary as like this, like I said, this bringer of miracles, like not the actual miracle worker, but the bringer of those things, kind of giving you the tools that you need, and then you make those things happen. <clears throat> Think of like a chalice that is also a vessel of miracles, depending on how you see it. You know, a, 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 a vase, you know, especially because she was, she was, uh, she was filling up a jug of water, right? When she, when she, um, right? She was filling up a jug of water when she was, when it was announced to her that she was having Christ baby. All right. She was having Christ Christ baby. Uh, I recall that she was in the middle of reading scripture when Gabriel appeared to her, but I, I I don't know. She was filling up a jug of water. She, you know, this is something for us to look into. And this just goes to show y'all that we don't always have all the answers. And if we don't, I actually know nothing. I know nothing. 
So she really doesn't. Don't go to her for anything. <laughs> um, but but we humbly want to let you know that we don't always have the answers. And if we don't, we're going to one acknowledge that, and two, we're going to do our best to find the fucking source and find that answer. <laughs> well, and also it's folklore, so it's like okay, so you know, you know, we talk about the 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 folklore that is in the Bible. It is it was a big game of telephone for a long time so you know maybe both stories are true we'll see i don't know also doesn't matter doesn't matter um it matters really b- b- based on the practitioner which story that you you like the most then go with exactly it. whatever exactly uh, uh so yeah um that was wonderful i i really i i loved revisiting our 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 we haven't really focused on mary in a very long time we really haven't um so i i love that that was the center of the conversation because she is a really big part of my life. She's arguably the center of mine. Um, so yeah. I resonate with that. Yeah. Her and La Santa Muerte. Cause again, referring back to that metaphor of a continuum, Mary birthed life. If we see Christ as the creator of life. And then the way to that is through our physical death to allow spiritual rebirth and reunification with the divine and La Santa Muerte being the most holy death and being the act of death itself to me and my belief system is what is going to bring me to the afterlife and bring me to reunification with the divine. So for me, I, I find it hard to believe that I can even have La Santa Muerte without Mary or Mary without La Santa Muerte. Yep. Sounds about right. All right, Rye. Anything else before we cap off this episode? Um, Just wanting to reiterate for our listeners that, I mean, by the time this episode comes out, I'm sure I'll, already be halfway through i think um the 40 days of devotionals uh, of queers the word but i highly recommend that if you want to hear my personal reflections as i go on this 40-day devotional journey and sharing my reflections to the journal prompts within queers the word and and queering scripture and seeing it through a queer lens uh, i highly suggest you join our patreon to get access to the bonus episodes on patreon you have to be one of two tiers um, the lowest tier does not get access to the bonus episodes but the other two tiers do and starting for as low as what $10 a month, I think our middle tier is mm-hmm. um, you'll have access to our early access episodes, as well as all bonus episodes that Voga and I release uh, whenever we release them. And so with this 40 day devotional, that's already 40 ish bonus episodes that are going to come out. And um, most of them are going to be my reflections. We may have some where Voga and I are both sharing reflections, but if you want access to those, go ahead and support our Patreon yeah support the patreon the post show is so fun you guys um if if you all want to see just an extra 30 minutes of ride and i just kikiing i love the post show i think that was a really cool thing that we that we added into the it's just you know another just more more time for us to talk um post show is really fun so um if you do want access to the post show it is the 10 10 tier or the higher tier um Bonus episodes, I'm still thinking, uh, the bonus episodes are bonus uh, episodes that we individually want to to produce. Obviously, we might have, um, you know, episodes where we produce them together. Um, I have some ideas of things that I want to produce. I want to explore the, the, the lore of what's in the Bible. I want to kind of um, dissect stories in the Bible and kind of talk about those things and how I see them. Um, I want to start with Ad- the 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 myth or the story or the lore of Adam and Eve and how y'all there oh, the the lore of Adam and Eve is wild. It is absolute. There are aliens and extraterrestrial and planets and it's advanced civilizations. It's fucking crazy girl i'm gonna call the history channel to pick your ass up and take you back to ancient aliens you know what i've been clocked you know I, I, <laughs> you weren't supposed to say anything uh, tiktok bitch you weren't supposed to say anything anyways um so yeah bonus episodes coming for, for the for the second season of of, of the red text is is something we're really focusing on making content for the patreon so and we're really trying to push folks to to really um consume what we have to create on the patreon um we're very excited for things that we're going to be making so please if you are inclined um join the coven we're fun please join our coven <laughs> saints and sinners all sides of the spectrum everyone welcome at our unholy communions yes absolutely well with that said my name is voga and i am voga lumicente and i'm rye aka the mestizo mystic 
And we will see you at our next Unholy Communion. Bye.